Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello, greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So to you, so let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 198. We're going to review uh, the very last super late rookie draft that I just took about took place um, this last uh, weekend. It's Labor Day weekend right now, and I've been on the lake with my best friends holding my very late and my final rookie draft. This group of friends comprised the Freak League that started this whole thing for me actually 25 years ago is when we started this league. So it's one of my favorite weekends of the year to be out on the lake with my best friends holding our rookie draft. It's been great. While I definitely prefer to hold uh, rookie drafts you know, right after the NFL draft, it really is actually fun to have at least one uh, super late rookie draft like this, if only just to see how the draft order has changed since May. And every year there's quite a few changes that are made. And so I kind of adjust my rankings leading into this weekend, my rookie rankings. And I made note of which players have moved up the most in my rankings from May until now and which ones actually have fallen. So that's what we'll report on here. And at the end, I'll just kind of tell a little bit about how this actual rookie draft went along the way as well. So it's going to be fun. Next week's the real season. So this is the last off-season, non-point scoring season uh, part of, or podcast of the season. So pretty exciting. But let's talk about one last time about this rookie class and some of the players that moved up my rankings as I headed into Labor Day weekend for this very late rookie draft. Here's some rookie risers. Uh, first was Damian Pierce. I moved him up from 24th to 14th in my rankings headed, headed into this weekend. I mentioned, you know, Pierce as a riser in another podcast, so I don't you know, go hash over everything again. But I just have to admit, I conceded. I uh, moved him up all the way to 14. Uh, Houston made it really clear this last week that he's their starting running back when they cut Marlon Mack. Then they re-signed him to the practice squad that I think I heard this morning they actually uh, cut him again from even the practice squad. I still question Pierce's talent and his long-term dynasty value on the Texans, who could easily draft another running back next year, but he's going to at least have the opportunity to start right away, which is a lot in dynasty. Um, I just can't overlook the fact that he's you know, going to be an NFL starter you know, to start the season, and he's going to have an opportunity to become the long-term starter if he does something like that, so I had to move him up to 14th, headed into this weekend's draft, and he was actually drafted at the 12th spot. So. Even now, moving up to 14th, I'm still not as high on him as others have been throughout this entire process. He was drafted 12th. Next player that moved up the charts for me was Zamir White. I moved him up from 30th to 17th. Uh, Zamir White really just got a lot of action in the preseason, and he looked pretty like he's pretty poised to you know, be the handcuff to Josh Jacobs, or maybe even just a one-two punch with Amir Abdullah kind of securing a passing downs role, although I think all these guys could do on the pass game. Uh, White didn't, you know, blow me away with any of his preseason play like Pierce did, uh, but he proved very capable and really has a ton of upside, um, you know, since he's the only running back, you know, on the roster for the Raiders that was drafted by this new coaching staff. Um, I saw him as a third-round pick in May, but now I would draft him in the middle of the second round, so I moved him up to 17th uh, headed into this weekend's draft, but he was drafted exactly 17th, so someone else thought the same about him as I did moving up to 17th. Another rookie that made some rise this year, or this between May and now, this Labor Day weekend, is Romeo Dubs. Uh, moved him up from 26th to 19th. Dubs arguably received the second most preseason hype behind Damian Pierce this offseason. 
practice reports of excellent play, preseason games that he did well in, just warranted the talk and warranted his rise in the rankings. I still think the Packers are going to start the season with the veteran starters, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb. So Dubs, you know, he's going to be the next in line, though, or could push for playing time if Rodgers ever, you know, deems him a reliable target. I mentioned in the podcast a few weeks ago that I saw a lot of improvement from Jordan Love, too, in his preseason games, which makes me really more hopeful for Dubs' long-term outlook from a dynasty perspective. So I moved him um, up to number 19, headed into this weekend's draft, and he was actually drafted 23rd. So I actually liked him more than the guys in this freak league where he was drafted 23rd. I had him move all the way up to 19. Next would be Malik Willis. I moved him up from 28th to 23rd. Uh, Not a huge jump, but five spots, moving from the third round to the second round. Uh, After preseason, you know, weeks one and two, I talked about how Willis really needed what I considered a gap year. I still think that that's true. He's going to need to wait, you know, at least a year behind Tannehill. Um, But in his third preseason game, he gave us a little bit more hope of what he could become in year two. And so he's going to be a viable quarterback just because of his running ability. If he can make kind of a Josh Allen-like improvements as a passer, he could become a superstar from a fantasy perspective. Uh, I didn't move him too far up, like I said. And, you know, my one quarterback, these are all my one quarterback rankings, by the way. So I didn't move him up too far. But now I draft him at the end of the second round instead of the third round. So I moved him up to 23 in this weekend's draft, but he fell all the way to 29th. I was actually trying to consider moving up for a trade to get him at that point when he fell to 29th. But looks good. I'm solid at quarterback in this league, so I didn't do anything crazy. But Willis uh, moving up a little bit, in my opinion, over the last couple months. Then there's Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, He went from unranked in my rankings to 24th overall. So, uh, you know, I guess I'm actually mistaken here. I would call Pacheco the the most hyped player this preseason, even over Pearson Dubs, uh, because he came from among the unranked rookies in my rankings. Um, I'm still going to miss out on drafting Pacheco because I I don't have him ranked as high as many others do. Um, Or at least the last, there's always going to be at least one or two, three managers who value him much higher than I do. Uh, despite the rumors to the contrary, uh, the Chiefs did not cut Ronald Jones, so I think Pacheco is really going to have to compete, you know, for first and second, you know, for these you know, first and second round picks with, with uh, C E H Clyde Edwards-Helaire in the first round, Ronald Jones being a second round pick, and now you've got this guy that was drafted in the seventh round trying to beat them out. Kansas City could still do it, but I still have my concerns. Jarek McKinnon's looked really good in this Kansas City offense as well, so he's going to be, uh, you know, have stretches where he's really involved too. Still, I had to like move him from the unranked. Certainly couldn't leave him there. I moved him up to 24th, and I was surprised in this draft. He actually lasted to the 26th. That's about the latest I've seen him go, even from uh, the, the drafts that I did in mid-summer. A couple more that are moving up my rankings. One is uh, Kyle Phillips. He moved up from uh, 41st to 30th in my rankings. Uh, Phillips, a player that I've drafted a lot, especially in drafts that were you know later in training camp because the beat reporter, reporters couldn't stop talking about his quickness, his route running, how he's earning a starting role right away in the slot with the Titans. I think that he should be drafted in the third round now uh, Before now that we've seen this and heard these reports. Whereas in May drafts, he often went undrafted. In fact, I picked him up off the waiver wire in one league, drafted him in two other leagues already. I'm much higher on him than most any other manager or analyst right now. I moved him up to 30th, headed into this weekend's draft, and he actually went undrafted. And there's there's 60 players taken in this draft, or no, this is a five, 10 team five, so there's 50 players taken. He wasn't taken. And so I immediately picked him up off the waiver wire right after the draft. So I love Kyle Phillips way more than others do. He went from 50, 41st to 30th in my rankings. Next player uh, that's moving up is Jalen Warren. Moved him from 63rd in my rankings up to 40th. 
Uh, Warren's gone from an undrafted free agent to likely the backup behind Najee Harris, so he moved up rightfully in my rankings, for, like I said, from 63rd to 40th. Uh, Warren didn't get drafted in a single one of my rookie drafts in May, but he was drafted in the two that I had later in the summer uh, after people saw these preseason games and saw what he did. And I told you before that I picked Warren up off the waiver wire in four leagues already, and then I drafted him, you'll see, in this league in the fifth round. So, you know, he's definitely behind, you know, one of the best running backs in Najee Harris, but having a top-tier handcuff at this late point in the draft is, is something great. I would love to do it. So I drafted him 46th in uh, this draft that took place this weekend. One more to mention that's moving up in the rankings is Isaiah Likely. I moved him up uh, to 42nd from 53rd to 42nd. Uh, like Jalen Warren, Isaiah Likely's not, you know, to surpass, you know, the fantasy stud on his team and Mark Andrews, but he's uh, made an impact enough in the preseason to move him up in my dynasty rankings, you know, to being a fourth-round pick. He's way more, you know, essential to acquire in tight end premium leagues. That's a whole different ballgame, but he's even worth drafting late in just regular dynasty leagues without tight end premium. Um, I'd add him to a roster in place of a lot of those kind of back-end depth tight ends just because of the upside that he would have. Uh, his upside is much higher than many of the, call them like, start-if-you-have-to injury tight ends that we use sometimes. They're kind of a dime a dozen, and so I think I'd rather have Likely on a dynasty roster this year and see how he develops. I moved him up, like I said, from 42 to 32nd. Um, I, mean, I mean, I moved him up from 53rd to 42nd, and in this draft, he was drafted 32nd. So someone liked him a lot more uh, than I did. As I likely was taken 32nd in this draft. Two real quick that I'll mention that were fallers. Uh, one faller in my rookie rankings is Isaiah Spiller. Uh, from 15th to 26th, he moved down. Uh, Spiller's been following my rankings uh, since I started to scout him, you know, this whole rookie class. Uh, he's filled every single measuring point, from the combine to his draft capital to practice reports to the preseason games. And now, you know, Joshua Kelly reportedly beat him out, and then the Chargers just signed Sony Michelle. Unbelievable. So it's like this guy just can't. Um, can't win. Every little, every little measuring point we have has been bad for him. Uh, so I think that I had to move him way down to 26. I think if I would actually re-rank them again today, it would even drop him further. I moved him down to 26th, and in this draft he was drafted 24th, so someone else you know, believed him just a bit more than I did. Last guy that was moving down was Tyler Algier. Moved him from 18th to uh, 27th. Um, I already talked about Algier in my fall rankings uh, talk last week, so I'm not going to go too much more into it here if you listened to last week. But all that to say that he has not moved up the depth chart in Atlanta at all, even though he's had, you know, just the, not the greatest competition ahead of him. So like I said last week, I'm really wondering who the Falcons were going to cut. It turned out that they ended up cutting Cadre Olison from that group, uh, though he looked just as good or better than Algier on tape during the preseason games. I guess the Falcons coaching staff wants to, you know, stick with the player that they drafted over, you know, someone from the old regime. Uh, but that's likely the only reason why he hasn't really done anything to show that he's going to be the lead back there in Atlanta or can win that job just yet. I moved him down to 27th, and that's exactly where he was drafted in this last draft. He was drafted 27th. So those are some guys that are moving up and down my rankings. It is fun to have kind of a one rookie draft at the very end and see what kind of changes have been made. Uh, real quickly, I can tell you a couple of the, the picks that I made in this draft. I won't read the whole draft to you. It is posted on our website, though, if you want to go to DynastyFreaks.com and look at the article that I uh, write about these players. You can see actually how the picks went and how it might look different from May. Um, but the players that I picked, um, I had a pick number eight, and that pick I picked George Pickens. I actually traded away. Uh, I had pick number, um, what did I have? I had nine, 11, and 12. And so I traded away to move up one spot. I moved up to eight gave away my 9 and my 12 just so I could get George Pickens. 
And then when I got back to 11, I was able to get Jahan Dotson. So you guys know those are two of my favorites. And I really want to get a share of Pickens. I haven't had a share of Pickens yet at all. So like what I did there with those two, uh, two picks, pick number eight, pick number 12. Uh, then later on in the draft, I didn't have any uh, third-round picks, but like I said, I got back into the fourth round with two picks. Where I was real happy to get uh, Taekwon Thornton. Again, it's my only share that I've had of him, but felt like he fell too long. And at the time, I was kind of measuring like which players could actually become like a wide receiver one on their team, and it was just a bunch of guys that even Kyle Phillips. As much as I love him, um, I didn't I didn't pick him because I thought, you know, no one else is going to pick him. I can wait on him, and that worked out right. So uh, Taekwon Thornton uh, with the, that would be the thirty third pick and then the 36th pick um i picked pierre strong you know he's been one of my favorite sleeper guys to hold and i think he's going to be one that sits on my roster with the hope of uh moving up the depth chart there in new england i uh, love getting pierre strong late like i did in several other drafts this year and then like i already mentioned in my fifth round uh 46th pick i picked Jalen warren love having the backup to Najee harris and love, love the way that he's looked in the preseason and that he's already secured that handcuff role important to have those handcuffs on your team so my freak team looks solid. There's definitely one team and two teams probably that have the very best rosters, but I'm set to compete in this league and looking forward to it. That's it. Unbelievable. Here we are. It's Labor Day, and we are getting started with football this week in just a few days. So exciting. We'll go back into regular season mode with the podcast where I just report on trades that took places in all my leagues, give kind of my highlight, high, you know, high viewpoint view on different dynasty takes from each different week. And so stick with me. We'll still be putting these out on Tuesday mornings and talking about all the games and all the players that make a difference for us in Dynasty. That's a wrap this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's. Much better on email than Twitter, so please email me. I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast. That would mean a lot to me as well. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.